And good day, listeners from around the world. This is the Wide World of Motorsports podcast for the week of October the 11th, 2020. And today on the show, we'll be discussing all things in the Wide World of Motorsports in the last few weeks, as we've kind of had a hiatus, if you will, from recording new episodes. So today on the docket... We'll be chatting with Wide World of Motorsports host Mike. It's been a it's been a couple weeks, Mike, the Wide World yes. Motorsports co-host on the line. How are you doing? It's been it's been good. Uh, it's been a, a a few weeks of racing news that we haven't really gone over, and now I think it's time. Yeah, it has been. I think people get busy. It's all good, but there has been a lot going on this last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a tough time with. You know, parents probably making their kids have to go back to school and figuring all that out. So, yeah, yeah, understandable. Busy time of the year. All right. Yeah. Um, so starting off with with the Canadian stuff, because you and I were Canadian and the podcast, mm-hmm. we try to focus on Canadian stuff. So we'll do that. Jason Hathaway, he was able to become the champion of the NASCAR Pinty Series abbreviated season. The 40-year-old from St. Thomas won three of the six races, including the Motomaster 125 at Chicasmore Speedway at the end of September. And he also mm-hmm. finished with five podiums to claim the Pinty's Fan Cave Challenge Championship. And that was due to, of course, COVID, shortening the season. Great that they got something in, though. Um, I'm sure they there were some reasons where they probably had to. And not only that, it was just good to do, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm sure NASCAR a lot of had, people have been you know, pushing them to do it, right? Yeah, of course. Everyone's, you know, people have been t- talking to me about that. Well, why bother? Why bother racing? Well, people have money invested. There's sponsorship mm-hmm. oh, investment. Yeah. You know, there's commitments already made. and But it's great. I mean, it, they did only three tracks, but they had double header weekends. Still good, yeah. And they went to some good tracks. I mean, Jucasa's a beautiful track it's super quick and usually has good racing there yep um i saw the broadcasts on tsn and it was really weird but you know it was still pretty good just to see some short track racing anyways and especially at some tracks that they haven't been at so i think it was a pretty good season uh dj kennington he was able to get a sweep in the doubleheader at the Hagersville track in the Pinty's 125. And Mm -hmm. he just finished four seconds over the number 80 David White Chevrolet Buick GMC Cadillac Camaro. Lot lot there. Piloted by by the uh, Donald Teague there. So that was was pretty good for Kennington. He he had a good season uh, run during the season as well. A long time vet. He's been there for a while. And the APC stuff happened just a couple of weeks after that. So that was just at the time of recording mm-hmm. this, just within the last week or so. Yeah, and that was a that was a good race um, at Jucasa. They had a double header, two seventy five lap, um, and it was a good race. Um, race one was drives the number seventy eight. Um, Late model series leader uh, won the race, drove from 10th up past everybody and had a couple restarts. It was um, 
It was a good race, though. Both of them were actually good races. Uh, weird, though. It's weird to watch that and just see nobody there. Yeah, because usually it's pretty packed. It is. Usually, it, it you know, especially at Jacasa, you got all the camper camping there and everything like that. And you're not seeing, noticing it with the other series, like, I'm, you know, Formula One or IndyCar a little bit. But you're not seeing the... Um, the big, the emptiness, but for some reason, when I watched the Jukasa race, it just, I don't know. It just seemed really, it seemed really empty. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, obviously, from my perspective, anytime I've been there, it's actually been pretty packed. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty good. How <clears throat> much of a turnout they get sometimes. Yeah. Weather's crappy. And then they have, you know, you got to come back a day or two later or whatever. And right. maybe it's a little less, but whatever. But for the most part though, yeah, it's, you're kind of expecting to be in a packed environment. And obviously I've been able to go the past few years, at least to the fall brawl for Pinties. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's weird sitting at home and it's also weird, you know, obviously not covering it stuff, but it's also weird yep. uh, with with no one there. It's like, what happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, number 78 is Joe Lawrence. That's his name okay. who won the first race. There's leading the points. But uh, yeah, but it was a it was a good race. I love those late models. I grew up watching those late models. And, um, you know, back when I when I was younger, there was I believe it was um the all-star series so it's good it's nice to see uh, i love seeing that we have such a strong uh presence in in canada with short track racing i you know i don't think especially down in the states maybe they do but i don't think they realize that you know short track racing is pretty prominent especially in southern ontario like we well, have a big that scene here there's some I don't know. I doubt the uh, sometimes Americans obviously come up in the race. I doubt any of them were able to come up. No, I don't think so. There was some there was some uh, Pinty's guys in uh, there. That right. That, yeah. Obviously, there's probably had to find someone to fill in. Yeah, they didn't do. They did OK. Or DJ even just fill up the field. Six. Yeah. But there was a good field. There was 31 cars. You're right. I so mean, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh, a decent field. I mean, uh, WEC at um, their next race, and I can't remember where that is. I mean, they only have 25 cars, and that's a big, you know, world championship right. series. And this is just some Southern Ontario short track oval racing series and 31 cars. Now you're talking about yeah. it's like I'm, I'm missing it because I wanted to try to see as many of those regional or local events like outside of NASCAR completely. I just wanted to go to Jucasa a little bit more or even mm-hmm. some of the other lo- more local tracks. And unfortunately, this year that didn't happen. I, I wanted to be able to get in there more, especially mm-hmm. I wanted to start going to Shweekin, uh oh, for dirt I, track I racing and to... stuff. So Yeah, I wanted to go there this year too. I've never been, heard lots of things about it, but... Uh, I love it. I got, yeah. It was supposed to go to my first dirt race this summer, but not to put, not to make me sound like a noob because I'm sure there's lots of listeners who've been to many, many, many dirt races. But <laughs> um, yeah, well, I would say that dirt racing isn't huge in Canada, but we do have some tracks, not like our our asphalt oval 
racing right. is. But I just want to yeah. see like a couple of I don't know if it's pro stocks or whatever, but they they bring you know we we could go out and buy like a Chevy Cavalier or something like that and fix it up, <laughs> gut it out, and run it. And there's some pretty good racing in that. And it's not even like these guys are famous. These guys are like the the, the guy up the road who runs the mechanic shop or whoever else. The firefighter, mm-hmm. you know, the small town firefighter, stuff like that. I love it. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah, <laughs> I I do too. I mean, I grew up going to Barry Speedway. My dad worked in the tech shed. And when I got a little bit older, I worked in the um, lining up the cars to get up, go on the track. But cool. I used to go every... You know, Saturday night, like I didn't care about anything else through the week. It was Saturday's coming one o'clock. We're leaving. We're getting to the track for two. So dad can start teching cars and checking everything that he he had to do with the other tech guy there. And, um, you know, I just I lived for it. I lived for it. And it really does suck that I haven't been able to go to anything this year. You know, my dad, my dad's older now, so he doesn't like to go as much. So we <laughs> yeah, try to yeah. follow. um we try to only go to the outlaw late models, Oscar. Yeah. That tends to be the series that we, we follow. We go to Peterborough. Um, we go to Sobble beach. Um, and, uh, I would like to see them. I've see them at some other tracks. I, I'd love to see them at Jucasa. I don't think they go, but I would love to see them race at Jucasa. Cause I think that would be amazing. Those things are fast. Oh yeah. It, any, especially anything too that's uh, close for me, because where I'm at, I'm about an hour outside of Toronto, and you're about the same, right? Uh, hour and a hour and a half north, yeah. though. I'm okay, north, yeah, through, right? So. so, but either way, like just the tracks around here, um, it, it's nice to mm-hmm. be able to get out to them. In this season, it's been so weird not going out to a track, but we have been able to somewhat sit at home and and watch and cheer for some of the well-known Canadians in racing. So in mm-hmm. a way, you can still kind of have the same feeling of cheering. Just like for, uh, it was a couple, a uh, few weeks ago when Tags was at the road course at Daytona or even just at mm-hmm. Talladega when Canadian Raphael Lassard, who won the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series, Chevy Silverado 250 at Talladega mm-hmm. Super Speedway in Alabama, and he found himself in contention for a victory following a caution flag with six laps to go. He restarted the race from the third position with two laps remaining. The 19-year-old Quebecer was in the lead as he entered the final lap of the race, final lap of the race <laughs> after Trevor Bain pushed him forward. Not long after a crash involving fellow Canadian Stuart Friesen mm. and Tyler Ankrum, Austin Hill and Christian X led to another flag being thrown with Lassard in the lead as the crash, the St. Joseph de Beauce. I don't know. I'm terrible at French. St. <laughs> Joseph de Beauce, Quebec native, was named the winner. 19, Bain finished man. second, and Chandler Smith, Smith finished third. Lassard is in his second season in the trucks and is also obviously with Kyle Busch Motorsports, uh, one of the obviously premier racing teams. And, um, yeah, it was cool to see. I've been able to, I, I've been able to see and take pictures and interview Raphael Assard and then being able to see him up on the big stage there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. It's, um, you know, in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, you've really seen a bigger, um, 
Canadian presence starting to enter NASCAR, which is, which is nice. It's nice. It's just nice to see that. I like to see a Canadian presence down there. Um, yeah, it's more than ever now. Yeah, and good for him. I mean, he's a second. I don't know if he's a second, but the last Canadian I remember winning in the truck series was Stewart, right? Uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, where did he win again? I uh, forget Aldora. where he won. That's right on the dirt. Yeah. So there, there you go. I, I'm, I'm saying dirt's not that big in Canada, and here we have a Canadian winning on he's the, the dirt. dirt. Yeah, he's the dirt guy though. <laughs> he's running around all these local tracks down in the states right now. Yeah. So I don't know what races, I'm talking so. about. Well, he had to go down south for it. So. Yeah. You're somewhat but right. Could, he had to get yeah. out of here to do it. He had to get out of here. So there we go. I'm not I'm not too far <laughs> off the mark. But yeah, so it's just, you know, I like seeing that. I always tend to it's funny in in with NASCAR or IMSA, IndyCar, I'm always pulling for the Canadians. Um and then when we start to see when I watch like uh uh WEC or the Asian Le Mans series or the European Le Mans series, Europe, European Le Mans series. Um, I tend to cheer for the North American, whether they be American or Canadian, right. because I feel they're, they're representing our side of yeah. the world, but definitely down in with NASCAR and IndyCar, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm full blown go Canada. Cause it's just nice to see. Yeah. Uh, same thing for years. I've always kind of, try to pick out the Canadians, especially when I started watching the Rolex 24 Daytona years ago. Mm. That was kind of my, that's kind of how I started watching it. It was because I heard a Canadian was in it. You always try to look them out of the, pick them out and always kind of focus what team they're with. And you kind of cheer for (laughs) them too, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I like, like that's totally, uh, and I I also hear you on the North America thing too, because if there's obviously ever someone uh, from our side of the pond obviously i'd be familiar with them or usually so of course i'd do that as well um mm-hmm. and it's just yeah you cheer for what's reminds me of the uh world cup of hockey side right. side thing here for motorsports but there was team north america I'd, i i almost rather cheer for them over team mm. canada or team usa because they actually did have a few good players right as well that didn't make Team Canada or USA. So I was like, okay, well, I, I kind of dig, I dig the idea of that because yeah. if you put us together, I mean, we could probably do some damage. Oh, definitely, yeah. especially especially in hockey, you have Canadian especially American in players. Hockey. And, yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do really well. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's um, it's just great to see that that happening, and hopefully, you know, we'll see more. Uh, you know, racing is not cheap and you have to be marketable or bring money. And right now our rich Canadians seem to <laughs> be more interested in doing Formula One and buying Formula One teams. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And with that, uh, I think we spoke, we may have spoke about it on, on a previous episode, um, but with, with their building a new racetrack, I forget we're in Ontario. It shouldn't be too far from you. The uh, uh, In Barrie. Yeah. We, I we think spoke it's just of, north of Barry. I think that was yeah. another episode we spoke of. Yeah, there, we might see an F1 race come to Ontario. When, yeah, I, I, unlikely. I. It's far enough away from, uh, Gilles Villeneuve. Uh, yeah. So they'll never, they'll never leave that track to race. It's the only. So the biggest problem for Formula One in, 
is they're they got to race on what they call grade one circuits right and um you know like you'd say oh well mossport could have a formula one race it used to have formula one the amount of money that the track would have to spend on infrastructure yeah, is it is right they got to have all the pit garages and then you know what to be completely honest though you get series like that into tracks like Mossport and they ruin the track because they require so much yeah, stuff. It'll lose you know, that, that like, you know, you're almost out in the, the sticks kind of feel. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm happy to see the trucks at Mossport. They usually put on a great race. It's a nice feel. It is the, but the, the crappy thing is, is that, because the trucks went there you know turn one they had to pave all the runoff going down turn two clayton clayton corner Mm -hmm. they all that used to be grass is now um all paved concrete and uh i I, personally liked it better that way you like it with the concrete yeah i think they just they could probably push out a few more turns too as well well so and i I understand the concrete and I am not opposed to that because better run it off in that than grass. Yeah. Because, okay, let's be honest. You know, you pound a car into the wall. It costs a lot of money to fix. But the only thing I don't like about concrete is there seems to be no, um, if you get it wrong, you have it, you can catch yourself what I would like to see is I'd like to see a three foot wide strip of grass between track and asphalt for the right. runoff. Um, I'm so thinking you pay of the, Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you hit that, you pay the penalty of, of hitting the grass, but then you don't pay the penalty of, you know, a quarter million dollars because yeah. you stuffed it into a barrier. Like, um, Oh, I can't remember his name driving the Yunkos racing DPI last year at Mossport when he went off at turn two there and he went into the, he hit the wall. So he went hard. Yeah. He broke the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, so even, even though that area is paved, I I mean, he hit hard. Mm -hmm. He hit really hard. I can't remember who was, was it Kyle Kaiser? I think was driving that, but anyways, it's so, you know, when you get different high profile series onto tracks, they can sometimes ruin the feel of the track. I mean, I don't know how many road courses are as accessible as Mossport is. You know, right. when you can you walk up and it's it's that fencing you see on fields, yeah, right? The yeah. log posts and it only comes waist high and you can sit there and the cars are right there. You know, you could literally jump over the fence and and yeah. run under the racetrack. There's nothing stopping you. Um, and it's really don't do that, that folks. No. Yeah, don't do that, please, because then you're going to ruin it for the rest of us. But you know, so like people always say, IndyCar. I would love to see IndyCar at Mossport, yeah. but I think they would. It would end up losing that feel. Um, but you never know what the future brings for the series. I mean, look at, at Formula One this year. I mean, they went to. Mugello, they're going to Portimao, um, you know, two tracks that they've never raced at before, or I, I don't think Formula One's ever raced at Mugello before. So you never know what the future holds. Yeah, it's, as Kyle Busch would say, it's still 2020, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I would love to see 
We'll see what happens I next mean, year for the Canadian yeah. racing. Yeah. I mean, it, if we're going to talk about tracks and where people are going, it might be a, a good time to talk about the changes in the cup series for sure. schedule. Um, and thrown with all the new road courses putting on here. I, I wish they would consider going to Mossport. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously. Yeah. I was speaking to my buddy. Uh, we might get on the, uh, later on in this episode, but, uh, mm-hmm. I was speaking to my buddy about that just the other day. Uh, Joe, or another CKMS, or sorry, another Wide World of Motorsports uh, co-host. He was, uh, I was telling him, was like, you know, like, damn, you know, I wish, wish they did more sports. He was like, oh, of course he would say that. That's what he's, he's like, <laughs> of course, because that's our, that's like our home road course, right? So of course, yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, because like I always heard the talk. This is just 2021, and they have said there's more. Apparently, there's more changes coming to 2022. So I think really? this is just to start. Yeah. Um, the, what's mean, his they, face? They, uh, Phelps. Uh, he mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he said there'd be more coming to 2020. But anyway, uh, but yeah, like obviously there, there could be some more. But I think they've done enough road courses. I'm pretty sure this is like this is peak road courses for NASCAR. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and NASCAR. You know, NASCAR dipped their toe here back in the earlier 2000s, having the Xfinity series running at um, uh, Gilles Villeneuve there in in Quebec and Montreal. Right. Yeah, and um, and then even include went... the the Japan races even in the 90s. Uh, with the... oh, I remember staying up till at like two in the morning to watch that race. Those races they run at twi- they race at Twin Ring Motegi on the oval, and. Um, and that was after the season, so it would have been cool to be able to be like, okay, well, this is just some extra, like whatever, fun race kind of thing. And it was, it was good stuff. Um, the, well, know, they had the, I remember, they had to bring in hand cut uh, rain tires for them. Right. I remember that, like and, special uh, because NASCAR's never raced in the rain ever, and I think. In cup. That, in Japan, in cop, yeah, and in Japan, that was the first one. I mean, well, at that point, quick yeah. sidebar. At that point, quick sidebar. Um, if it rains this weekend, the cups are cup will be racing, uh, at the Roval in the rain. For, for I, the I first just, time, they'll be throwing on rain time. tires. Yeah, uh, they've rain obviously tires. thrown on rain tires in the last few years for precaution, I believe, on the odd mm-hmm. race. But that wasn't really – that was probably – they probably didn't even race on them. They probably just went down back, back down pit road, probably switched them out. But that yeah. that's going to be interesting to see, uh, obviously, for this weekend. But for all the other road courses, uh, Circuit of the Americas, yeah. I, I can't believe that, uh, which is like almost like a Formula One-style track in within North America, uh, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Um, that like, obviously that's going to be, uh, something that it's going to be, I, I don't know. I don't think we've ever seen that before. Obviously the other road courses that cup runs at th- those feel more of like a generic road course. Um, I guess there is kind of like a North American style road course compared yeah, to the so, European road courses. Yeah. And I would say that of all the road courses that NASCAR is going to that, circuit of the americas is the most um it's been pumped uh, out a lot uh, the last few years it has it's the most um i don't know generic actually i think circuit of the americas is the most generic road track like road course compared to road america i mean 
the the big thing here in North America is we have a lot of really natural what we call natural terrain yeah. road courses right that just follow the topography the ups and downs and the whoops of the of where they're laid out um and i just find that circuit of the Amer americas just seems so manufactured if right. that makes sense yep. now i don't think that that's gonna not lend itself to good racing um i think it'll be a better race from nascar than formula one there um, I'm just right. thinking about coming out of turn one there and you come, you know, all the snaking S's there. Yeah, I love that'll be the best to see. That'll be, yeah, especially that long shot from them coming towards yeah, the camera. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. Serpentine up through there. I mean, that'll be really cool. And then that, that long back straightaway. Yep. I mean, I think it'll be a really good race. Yeah, actually, it will be. It will be really interesting, um, especially for the potential of it being. I don't know if there's any talk with a doubleheader, but it does set up for a potential future doubleheader if it ever needed to happen with IndyCar. That would be great. I mean, they're not, IndyCar's not going there next year. Right. But, um, yeah, that would be great. I think these series need to really consider um, doubleheaders like that. I mean, the way the climate... Like what they're doing with Indy next year, right? Yeah, exactly. Um with the way the climate is for for money and the cost of things um and and fans wanting to just come out you know, fan, it does you, you know you get bigger you have two series race you get to go see two series expanding race. your fan base exactly like they're doing this weekend at the roval having imsa race with them i mean right. earlier in the year when xfinity was at road america they had um lamborghini super trofeo with them um which i'm sure was a big change for for xfinity fans to see blaring v10 lambos go flying down yeah. the straightways um but then you, you know you, like this weekend at, at the roval you have imsa gt only but you still have right gt cars there and you just get to i'd be better if there were fans there to put them in front of that audience but there'll be a you know I'm sure it'll spark some interest um, among fans. NASCAR I bet fans. there'll be something with the uh, Indianapolis road course uh, with all these series kind of racing on, on it, especially in the NASCAR with Xfinity trying out this year and now next year, mm -hmm. they're going to be running at Indy. There's also, of course, that'd be a, it'd be a great chance for IMSA as well to be a part maybe of a triple header to have IndyCar, mm -hmm. IMSA, NASCAR, even within the same week if it had to be. That would be um, great. And the, and the, I remember the Xfinity race there was awesome. The last two laps was. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was some great racing. And because obviously, because they had, those, those were some of the first laps. A lot of them were putting on that. But mm -hmm. that was still great, though. And uh, to see the Cup Series go away from the typical Brickyard weekend we've been used to since mm -hmm. the early 90s. Now we're now we're going to see. Uh, a, the road course layout for that yep. that race. Yeah, that's that's great. And um, you know, you just gotta get off the the road courses. What do you think of Bristol on dirt for the Cup Series? Right. Yeah, uh, Bristol on dirt. That's that's pretty big with the last race for the Cup on the dirt. It was actually won by Richard Petty, North Carolina State Fairgrounds. 
in Raleigh (laughs) on September 30th, 1970. Well before I was born. They obviously did come back to uh, dirt track racing, but for the trucks in Mm -hmm. 2013. And uh, that that's except for this year was held every year at Eldora Speedway. So wrapping it up here for part one, check out part two on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Make sure you head on over to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram at the WWOMS.